0: to another episode of Yin and Yang. Today, I'm sitting here with Lacey Haynes. She is an educator and visionary who has been featured on BBC World News, The Guardian, The Economist, Metro UK, and so many more. Since 2011, she's been teaching women to connect to their bodies by understanding, healing, and accessing their sexual energy for creative liberation and full power living. She is the founder of School of Whole and co-founder of Everybody Elevated, where she works alongside her husband, Flynn Tabbitt, running their very popular Sex Elevated online program. Lacey has guided dozens of online classes taken by tens of thousands of people worldwide. Both of her free births have made international headlines, inspiring millions to rethink their relationship to pregnancy, birth, and motherhood. She has truly created a holistic system for healing and change that has empowered so many others to live a life devoted to being 100% whole. So I'm going to first start off by saying how obsessed I am with you, your (laughs) energy, your confidence, your relationship with your husband, Flynn, and the message you're sharing with the world. Like You just light me up as a person, and I have shared your content and page with so many people because... I just can't get enough of it. And I think everyone should know about you.
1: That's so wonderful, Riley. I feel very humbled and really excited to be here having this conversation with you because I feel like we both um, are super enthusiastic right now. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So thank you for having me.
0: Of course. Thank you so much for coming on. I've been looking forward to this interview. I just melted when you accepted the invitation. I've been telling everyone about it. I don't even know how I came across your profile, but I found you and your content just, it resonated with me so well. I feel like sex and sexual energy has been something I've always wanted to become more confident and friendly with. I kind of grew up in a more religious environment. And so for a very long time, it was something that was shameful and Finding you and seeing how this has really shaped your whole world, it just it really resonated with me. So I'm excited to jump in. You have built this beautiful community of empowered women, and I really wanna know what you had to go through to get here.
1: Ah, mm, oh, that is yeah, that's massive. That's a great question. Yeah, I think often we see things in their kind of, you know, finished or end product, don't we? And then, you know, to to actually get the behind the scenes is so imperative, especially to see ourselves and to recognize ourselves in the journey. So for me, I guess, I guess in some ways, you know, this has been an ongoing journey for many, many years, but in a in a very direct sense, I started to really unfold my relationship to sexuality and womanhood when I started to When I started to explore becoming a mother, but even before that in my relationship with my husband, we've been together for 10 years now and probably, I don't know, a few years in or four years in after we got married. You know, things started to things started to become less steamy, as often happens in relationships. And I think we often follow along with that narrative, don't we? We're like, oh, you're together for a while, and then you just kind of stop having sex. You hang out, you have kids, and you definitely stop having sex. And, you know, that was quite painful in our relationship. And, and, and my husband especially was like, I don't want to live like this. And I was like, yeah, maybe I don't want to live like this either. And we thought, okay, well, what are we going to do about it? and i think as long time you know practitioners of yoga and meditation and other practices that are about kind of diving into yourself, we we had a bit of a handle on, you know, self-development and what it might take to really dig within, but we had no idea what we were in for and, you know, what I was in for when I really started to look at myself and sexuality and all of this shame and baggage and trauma and, you know, family storylines and cultural narratives. And the more I dug, the more intense it became And, um, and it, you know, and it's, and it's been years, you know, I really started to dig into it five or six years ago. And then I started to explore, you know, becoming a mother. And I was like, oh my God, I don't value motherhood. I don't value womanhood. And I was preparing to have a baby and I, you know, didn't trust my body. I didn't trust my vulva to actually release a baby. And I was like, well, if I don't even have a relationship with this part of myself, how am I going to? Let a baby come into the world through this part of me. So, so many deep dives into my own body, you know, and and into this disconnect we all carry around our femininity or our womanhood or whatever words you want to use to, you know, speak about your relationship to your sexuality or, or what it is that makes you feel feminine or sensual. So it's been a long time coming. And then once I started to really dig into it and then started sharing it, the resonance was huge. And I found so many people who were like, holy shit, me too. And the more truth I shared, the more people were like, yep, yep. So, you know, it's really been this, um, this, this exploration of like, how true can I be to myself? And can I bring that truth to the world? Um, because I think the more that we do that, the more light we bring, and then the more people can like find their way as well. So it's really been this, um, yeah, this journey of alignment and resonance, and a whole bunch of people standing up and going, "Oh my God, yes!" And then we see ourselves in each other, and we feel, you know, we feel free and we feel safe to to explore.
0: Yeah, it really is something that connects us. Um, we connect verbally; we do that on a daily basis. But a sexual connection really amplifies our connection with another person, and. There are so many different types of sexual connections. Mm, Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you was, is chemistry something that is a natural phenomenon or is it something that you can build and evolve with anyone?
1: I think the first line of chemistry is the relationship we keep with ourselves. And I often talk about this in relation. how kind of lit up we are from within. And when we're connected to our own sexual selves, when we've kind of turned the lens back on ourselves and stopped kind of looking outward to other people to light us up, you know, there's these, there's these sayings like, oh, he doesn't turn me on. She doesn't turn me on. They don't do it for me. And, you know, that has truth to a degree, but at the same time, we really have to be doing it for ourselves in our own lives and we see this you know in the context of sex and in turn on and pleasure and then we also see this in like radical self responsibility for our own lives which you know illuminates our sex lives and then also illuminates all other facets of like what makes our lives exciting or complete or makes us feel like we're really living on our purpose so i think that's really you know i think that's really why sex and sexuality has become the cornerstone of my work and my life is because i've really seen how when you dig into this you 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 have the opportunity to illuminate so many parts of yourself so returning to your idea of chemistry i really think first and foremost we have to hold that with ourselves and then with other people as you said there are so many different ways because sexual energy is in fact the energy that's brought us into being it's the energy that's you know the start of life two people have sex they make us we start being and then this is the energy this is like the the spark plug of life and so we are made of this energy And it only is natural that we then feel this energy between other people. And you can feel it when someone else is lit up and you're lit up. There's more energy. And we don't necessarily have to act on this chemistry. I mean, that's also a fallacy as well that like, you know, you – if you have chemistry with someone, it's somehow something you have to act on, but we can also hold this charge in safety between two people. Um, I remember one of the first times I like held chemistry with a, uh, with a man without it having to become, um, an action, like actually acting on it, like just really holding it and recognizing it, that, that it was there and it was powerful, but like that, that we are then, you know, autonomous beings that make decisions and it's like, Oh, that's it. Fuck. That's a lot of power. Like that's, Imagine if we all had that kind of responsibility and and potency in ourselves. Um, Yeah. So I hope that gives a little bit of insight into your question.
0: It does. And I love that so much. And that kind of goes into, you know, what you had talked about of why sex is the starting point. We were created out of the sexual energy. It, It, it is a creative energy, and I'm curious to know how sex affects other areas of our lives, like our career, relationships, our creativity, um, parenthood. Yes,
1: I really believe if you can deep dive into your sexual self, like you can unlock so many parts, and it's actually quite interesting because one of my um, one of my kind of uh, biggest kind of yoga teacher inspirations. I trained as a yoga teacher many years ago, and I worked as a yoga teacher for years, um, and. He's an Indian man, and he wasn't coming at this from like the lens of sexuality in the way that I am, but he was coming at it from you know a, a different point on the same the same vein, and he was like, when you can when you can free yourself uh, and connect to your sacral energy, so this is like your creative energy, your sexual energy, when you can really heal this part of yourself, all of the other energy in your body will ascend more easily. You'll be free across all other planes of your life. And I remember hearing that like many years ago and going like, what does that mean? I think that means something. Like I really, I felt it, but I didn't know because I hadn't, you know, fully been on the journey myself. And I think it really means that You know, when you come into this part of yourself, it's almost like you birth yourself through yourself. You know, you choose to connect into your creative energy, you choose to connect to your own pleasure. And it's like a real deep dive. Like, I think once you can kind of go there, you can go anywhere. And once you liberate that part of yourself, you know once you liberate yourself from from sexual shame and and dig into it and and face all of these trauma and triggers and all of these things these baggage we all carry it you know because we've witnessed it we've we've had so much stuff happen in our lives that have you know religious cultural all all these things and i think once we can face that it it really gives us confidence as well which we can carry across into our careers and when we're lit up we we're we're more we're more direct, I think, in a lot of ways, and we're more sensual we're more of the body we're more present and and in this life um and then that of course infiltrates your relationship it elevates your you know romantic relationships, but I've also seen it elevate my platonic friendships as well and you know whenever you're in the presence of someone who's really lit up in this way, it's infectious it's it's um you know it's it's uh Yeah, it connects you to a spark of life that just you just want a part of it, you know?
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's how I feel looking at your content and even talking to you. You are an infectious person. And it's so cool to me that you've been able to really find yourself and be comfortable with yourself in that sexual energy and utilize it to really expand into other areas of your life like you have. I kind of want to go back to the shame and the guilt and repression of women. It's, it's been going on forever (laughs) for our whole lives and for past generations. And it's just this sad thing. (laughs) Yes, I'm curious to know your thoughts about why it exists and also how we can start to heal from it and, and really start to move forward.
1: Mm, Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. So we all carry, you know, we all carry in ourselves the experiences of the people who have come before us. And so, you know, in this day and age, when we're healing ourselves, we're, we're also healing the past, we're healing our mothers, we're healing our grandmothers, we're, we're going back, you know, generations and generations and female sexual energy. Well, it's very powerful and it's, it's been packaged and kind of used used against us in a lot of ways, and you know, there's no denying that we live in a patriarchal culture, one that kind of prizes the masculine and, you know, pl- has, has placed feminine energy and, and womanhood as kind of a secondary and, and kind of a below in the hierarchy. I think we can all kind of agree on that, no matter you know what words we kind of use to explore it. Um, so sexual a, a sexually liberated woman is is like quite a threatening thing in a lot of ways to systems that are 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 meant to keep, you know, women as kind of secondary citizens. And yeah, we see this, you know, we see this in birth culture, you know, in 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 a natural bringing of life into the world, like propagation of our species, and we see this, you know, women not in their power, women unable to, you know, be in birth as they like to be you know they're they're we're forced into these systems and into these models that don't serve us and then we spend our lives trying to untether ourselves and trying to figure out who the hell we are because we've been told that you know you know, for example, menstruation is, is dirty. It's painful. It's not enjoyable. It's the curse of life and having babies is hard and you need help. And, you know, a woman's pleasure is secondary and women don't have as many orgasms and, you know, all of these things that we kind of grow up believing. And then at some point you, you maybe get the calling to go, huh, is this true? What, if what if this is true? And then this, and then, and then, and then as you kind of like open it up, it's Pandora's box. So much stuff, so much stuff that we've been fed. Like, it's it's alarming and it's exciting because then we get to unravel and come into the truth of who we are, but it's also very upsetting. You know, it's very upsetting to, to to, to kind of be in this world not as who we truly are, and then have to cobble ourselves together through our own reclamation. You know, it's a, it's a it's a friggin' challenge.
0: It is such a challenge, and it's a lot of work, and it takes. So much dedication. I think because of that, it can be very overwhelming for one person to tackle. And I think as women moving forward, these types of conversations are so important for us to have because I do think that through sex, you can learn to unlock your whole self. I do think that through sex, you can learn to really expand into these other areas of your life. But so many people are uncomfortable with sex and they're scared of being sexual and sensual, especially as women, because they fear the backlash that might come or the judgment. It's just this thing that I feel like we're starting to break out of as a collective, but we still have so much to tackle in front of us. So um learning to trust yourself, this is something I've been working on myself for the past three years now. And it's so difficult because I first had to learn how to identify my emotions and articulate them, become more emotionally intelligent. But then there's also this body intelligence and where you're storing these emotions and carrying these emotions. So what does it mean to you to fully trust yourself? And what does that look like? And how does that feel?
1: Mm, I love this. And then I also want to ask you the same question back because I want to hear what you have to say. Um, I, you know, I think one thing that people love to talk about with me is the fact that I've free birthed two children. And for those of you who aren't familiar, and I mean, as soon as we use terms like this, it gives it, You know, it compartmentalizes it slightly, but it's, you know, it's the, it's the choice to have, have your children at home by yourself with no medical professionals, no midwives, no, and nobody else. Um, And so for my first birth, it was my husband, Flynn and I, and our friend, Claire. And then for our second birth, it was my husband, Flynn and I, and our daughter, Fox. So for me, this is very, um, this demonstrates wholeheartedly um, the trust that I have in my body because You know, systemically, we're told that that that's impossible, that that's wrong, that's unsafe, that it's, um, you know, it's just an an awful decision. And I was faced with that judgment, um, you know, by the system and by people in my life and by the world at large, as I navigated um, these choices for myself. And this decision to really take responsibility for your life is terrifying, because then you can't blame anyone. You also can't hold anyone else accountable, and you can't turn it back on anyone for for the decisions that you make. And I've never done, I didn't do either. You know, I didn't choose either of my free births to make a point, and I always had a line, knowing you know when I would choose to have help or when I would seek external counsel. But I also just deeply trusted. I deeply trusted my body's ability, and um, and so for me, it's facing the fear again and again. It's not that you ever. Um, you know, master things. I still woke, woke up, you know, throughout both pregnancies going, oh my gosh, okay, am I doing this? And then working through the same voices, exploring, you know, what part of me wanted to undermine what part of me, exploring what part of the voices within were actually not my voices, but voices I've taken on over the years. So I think it's this constant navigation and dialogue and really allowing tenderness towards yourself, but also like a radical conviction. And it's like, no though this is still the right decision okay yeah this feels good today and tomorrow I'll wake up and have this dialogue again so it's not necessarily ever done and we're always going deeper on the healing journey we think we've unpicked something and then we find like a deeper root and a deeper root and a deeper root um but for me that's what it looks like it's just a constant dedication and I know it sounds so exhausting even as I say it out loud but like for me there's nothing more worthwhile than like claiming my own life claiming responsibility for myself and also believing and knowing, you know, not believing in a way. And I think this is also hard for people to understand. And, um, we're often told, and this is like the model that we live in that like, in order to know something is true, we have to be able to prove it. We have to be able to like hold up an academic, academic paper or some sort of study to say, okay, this is true because of X, Y, and Z. And it's hard to believe when it's like, no, this is true just because I know it's true. And it's like, but how do you know when it's true? And it's like, because I feel it in the depths of who I am. And it's like, and that's really hard to reconcile because that's not something we've prized. That's not something we've been taught to prize. You know, people talk about intuition, um, but then we're the first ones to abandon it in favor of like some, somebody's advice or some other better idea. So I think part of this self-responsibility and, and, and really listening within is, is that journey of, um, you know, like connecting to your innermost voice and letting it guide the way. And you tell
0: me as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was such a loaded response. There are so many different ways I could take that. But um, I love what you just said. But for, for me, it has been a journey. It is exhausting. You know, it's exhausting to go into those places of doubt and fear and explore them, write them out and tackle them one by one. And that's what I did. When it came to my emotions, that's kind of where I started was understanding my emotions and what they were telling me and why I was feeling them and allowing myself to feel them. I had never taken the time to do that. I grew up suppressing all of my emotions and I had gone through a lot of stuff for myself. And it was just kind of like keep moving forward, keep moving forward, keep moving forward. I was Really living in this masculine energy. And as I've gotten older, I've come to really understand how important it is to rely on yourself for validation as opposed to somebody else or that, you know, external validation. This was a new concept for me because I lived my whole life based off of what other people told me was the right thing to do or other people saying uh, or saving me from my own problems. It just didn't work anymore though. So I first started to look at my emotions and I sat in those and I looked at my childhood and I've cried and I've laughed and I've gotten angry and I've fallen into depression and I've come out of depression. It's just been this crazy, crazy ride. But More recently, in the past few months, I've started practicing body intelligence. And this was something that I kind of always knew existed because they tell you, oh, you know, you carry emotions in your body. But I didn't realize what that actually felt like. And for me, uh, for me, this fear of rejection and this fear of failing, this fear of not being wanted by other people or not being successful, just all of that doubt, all of that fear was stored in my chest and um, in my throat area, and I ended up doing some hypnotherapy, which totally blew me away because for the first time in my life, I gave myself the space and the time and the guidance to scan my body and identify where I was holding those emotions from these beliefs that I had. And then they just kind of walked me through this guided meditation of shifting those emotions, acknowledging the negative and releasing it, but then replacing it with emotions that were uh, self-serving. And I cannot even tell you since doing that hypnotherapy like everything's changed. When I have a thought of doubt, I no longer feel that heaviness in my chest or feel my throat start to close up. It's there a little bit, but it's just a pinpoint whereas before it was crippling and my shoulders would hunch forward. I just I felt heavy but I don't feel that anymore. And without that weight on my body, it clears up the energy to allow me to objectively look at those beliefs because I'm no longer overwhelmed. I'm not feeling the emotions attached to those beliefs as heavily anymore, if that makes sense.
1: Mm, yeah, it totally does. So potent. Wow.
0: <laughs> but you know, it is, it, it is such an important thing and it's new for me. And I love that you've been on this journey and seeing where you've come with it has really inspired me and I know it will inspire other people.
1: Well, I love hearing, I love hearing your story and the revelations and I love the, you know, the, 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 Discovery of your body's capacity to hold and also to release—like how powerful to go on this journey and to discover where you've been deeply holding, and then to let that go and to feel that freedom. It's just, yeah, it's really inspiring.
0: That's exactly what it is—is freedom, and you don't realize that you have put these restraints on yourself. Yes, you have society that puts you in a box, but you put yourself in a box with these limiting beliefs. So when you're finally able to open up and allow yourself to just be, just be neutral and to live and trust yourself in those decisions that you make and rely less and less uh, on what other people think and more on what you know, you'll start to experience that freedom. And it's unlike anything I've ever felt before. It's really what is needed in order to live this life to its fullest. Mm, Yeah. Amen. So what can women do today to become more in tune with their sexual energy and their bodies? Do you have maybe like a three-step practice that they can do on a daily basis that will help kickstart this journey?
1: Mm, Oh, that's a great question. I... Yeah, I'll give you a little something that you can do. So I like to connect and I'm going to use some language that might be triggering, but I use it very intentionally. So I like to connect the heart, the womb and the pussy space. And I use the word pussy because it's full of energy, right? And part of, you know, doing this work is a reclamation of language and discovering what words you like and what you don't like and what they mean to you and why they trigger you. So So let that word kind of simmer with you, and you can choose your own word if you like. So it's finding finding anchorage in your heart. So maybe you place your hand on your heart, and you take a few breaths, and you find yourself there, and you find yourself grounding into a space of love, and then you let yourself drop down a little bit further into your womb space, into your low belly, and this can be a small W for the anatomical, and it can also be a big W for womb energy, so you know, this has an element of inclusivity as well. And especially, you know, if you identify differently or if you've had things like hysterectomies, I know I've had students and they're like, I don't have a uterus anymore. Can I still do this? And it's like, yes, you can still do this. Womb energy is within you. So you connect your heart and then you connect to your womb and your womb is your center of creation, right? This is your cycle, cyclic living. This is Yeah, where you just state your ideas. And it's also where you have the potential to birth yourself into the world. Again, you know, you were birthed through this place and you can birth yourself through this place. So you touch your heart and you touch your womb and you breathe and you kind of let this ocean breath move through you. And then you pluck up the courage and you can place your hands between your legs. And you can do this privately. And often we don't touch ourselves in this way, even just to like cup cup the space between your legs, you know, hold this part of your body and notice how that makes you feel, you know, whether it makes you prickle or feel uncertain or shameful or excited or, you know, whatever, and let all of those things exist. And then see if you can keep breathing, breathing down through your heart, through your womb and into this very extraordinary space of pleasure and of releasing creativity, you know, like we can use these parts of our body to connect to pleasure and creation in ways beyond birthing children, like birthing ideas and creative projects and yourself and all the things you want to do in this life. So you allow yourself to step into love through your heart, creation through your womb, and pleasure through your pussy space, and you let these be in dynamic communication as you breathe and you feel your feet on the ground and you let yourself be and you stand with your shoulders held high and your head reaching up And you just remind yourself of who you are and that you have a purpose and that you matter and that your pleasure and your desires and your creativity matters. And we all wanna see you. We all wanna see you be your whole amazing self. So that's something wonderful that you can do for yourself at any point. And then if you want, you can join me as well. I do a masterclass and it will be coming out. I think just shortly after this airs and you can sign up for my master class where I can teach you all sorts of things and I know that Riley will hook you up with that link in the show notes so those are a couple of things you can do to connect more deeply with yourself.
0: Yes, I love that so much. Thank you for sharing. And I want to go practice this now. It's yeah. going <laughs> to do it, do it. (laughs) It's going to become a part of my daily routine. Um, you had mentioned your free masterclass. Uh, I'm assuming that you're referring to school of whole, correct?
1: Yeah. So I have, so school of whole is opening again in April. I do a couple of intakes a year, and this is my, this is my like main program, um, where I, you know, have hundreds of women in there who are working through this work and connecting with themselves in this way and and connecting to you know all parts of themselves as we've kind of spoken of and the entry point through um, for that is a masterclass which is 90 minutes long and it's totally free and it's where I teach all sorts of things like sacred triangle theory things that really support what I've been talking about today and power language and ancestral healing and all of these different concepts. So I'll give lots of background and then also introduce anyone who's interested in my program, School of Whole, uh, for this upcoming intake, which is happening um, April, mid-April, April 19th, it begins. So yeah, the masterclass is totally free and that will teach you all sorts of things that you can implement in your life right now. And then if you want to take the next step with me, my program will be offered to you as well.
0: Awesome. And then I also wanted to touch base on Sex Elevated that you do with your husband, Flynn. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and how it can help anyone that is in a relationship?
1: Yeah, definitely. Sex Elevated is just the best. I love that Flynn and I are working together. So my husband, Flynn, is like, Had a very successful career of two decades as a light artist and designer and then hit this kind of crossroads in his life and and spent a couple of years kind of unraveling his identity and who he is and who he wants to be in the world. And then, you know, kind of took up this invitation to join me. And we started to share our sex life with the world and all of the challenges we've been through. And as we talked about at the beginning, just this resonance, you know, this like, oh, so many people really connecting. So we created this program for couples called Sex Elevated. And, um, we've been, we started running it about a year and a half ago and we just launched a do it at your own pace, um, version of the course at the beginning of the year. And we have almost 3000 couples and singles in it right now. And yeah, it takes people on a journey you know as we've we've talked about like sex is the entry point but it also like it also involves so much so it takes you into communication and your storylines and all of the things that keep you from feeling sexual or you know so many people feel disconnected like they aren't in the mood and how can we pivot all of these things just as you did in your hypnotherapy you know you like you find a new perspective and you find a new framework and all of a sudden you're free and that's what we try to offer people through our own studies and also through our very very own story, the way that we've lived and what we've come to discover. Um, So Sex Elevated is available via our platform, Lacey and Flynn. And we actually have a podcast. This is the first time I'm saying this publicly. We have a podcast coming out. I know. I know. It's really, it's actually, I'm like, I'm giddy right now because we're doing some pretty we're, we're, we're really sharing, um, things that we've been unable to share, you know, on any other platform, we're having sex. And then we're talking about what happens. We're really showing people behind the scenes of what this work actually looks like, because we, you know, really believe in, in, um, you know, sex as a practice and being like, okay, like what's actually happening. What's our resistance. What's our tension. Why are we at odds here? What do we, what can we learn? What can we heal? So we're really uh, bringing this forward to show people, um, the work in action. So it makes me kind of, of like giddy and nervous and uh and yeah it's a it's a big it's a big step
0: oh my goodness <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love it so the podcast is coming out on april 12th um yeah just uh just before the school of whole launch so oh my goodness uh, you heard it you heard it here first
0: <laughs> i love it i'm so excited for you guys i'll be an avid listener <laughs>
1: Ah oh, that makes me so happy. Thank you. Yeah, it's um we we um oh my goodness. I feel I feel it's so funny sometimes like at these moments where I actually become super bashful and I'm feeling that way right now. We actually like spontaneously recorded our first episode last night and we were like You know, not all episodes are about us having sex, but, you know, we were like, are we seriously doing this? Like, I think we surprised ourselves and, you know, it's not about shock value. It's totally authentic. It's really about like the work in action. But I think the two of us afterwards were kind of like deers in the headlights. We were like, whoa, we're really doing this. Oh my
0: God. Are we really going to do this? I think it's going to be such a good success. It's just something that people don't really talk about. And you guys are so comfortable talking about it. And you've built this career off of it, really. And you've taken the time to explore it. So absolutely, I think it's going to be a hit.
1: Uh, thank you for your support. It means so much.
0: Um, with the sex elevated class, is that something that both singles, like you had mentioned that singles can take it as well? Yeah, so it's um it's predominantly for
1: couples, but we do have singles in there. Um I think there's so much to learn. A lot of the practices are geared towards people in partnerships. So they are things that you do with someone else, but if someone's creative, they can very easily, you know, find value on their own. Um but we are looking to create um programs that are inclusive of singles down the line. Um but we started with this couples one because that's really the work that we've been doing, but we do have a number of people in there who are singles who are finding it you know, just as illuminating. Um, so it all depends on kind of yeah, it depends on 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 one's own desire to like learn and 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 dig into the work.
0: And who do you think that would be best for for couples? Is it really anyone who is struggling? Or like, what if they're on the outs and about to get yeah. a divorce? Oh um my God, I know. Is that something that you would recommend to anyone at any stage of their relationship or I think it'll
1: help you get divorced faster if you want to get, to, if you're like, if you're on the outs and you're really on the outs, I think it's like an, it's a magnifying glass, you know, like I think it, you know, if you're committed to your relationship, then, and, and, and both people are ready to to do some work, even if one person's more enthusiastic than the other, but the other person's still like, okay, I'm, you know, I'll, i look at this. Um, I think there's so much room for expansion in the partnership and for things to just utterly transform. And then that being said, if, if there's one partner that's just purely resistant and won't show up, it's very challenging to do the work. And we see that all the time, you know, and that's very, very upsetting for people who want to do the work. You know, I think at some point in relationships and it's often the feminine partner, you know, wants to develop a more soulful connection um but as Flynn would be the first per- person to say is that men and masculine essence people haven't necessarily had the language to talk about their feelings or to feel to feel like they can even talk about sex like they there's so much shame and ego there too like oh there's nothing wrong with me and you know, I don't, I don't want to talk about this and I think it's also this realization that like something doesn't have to be broken to make it extraordinary you know and so a lot of people do come because they're in a dry spell or they're wanting to like you know, heal parts of their relationship. But also if you just want to go from good to magnificent, that's enough of a reason to rock up as well, you know, to, to be like, Oh, I want to like have an extraordinary sex life. I want my union with my partner to be the most elevated soulful, fun and joyous partnership of my life, you know, like, and those are all ambitions and desires that we ought to have that we can have, like we can offer ourselves such a bigger vision than maybe what we've allowed ourselves to have, which is like, you know, being happy, like, oh, I've got a person and we've got a nice life. And, and that's nice. But you're allowed to you're allowed to want to step into more expansion and more abundance and more fun and love and soulfulness. And, and so that's what we invite people in to do um but it's not it's not you know it sounds fun and games but it's not as well as we talked about like you have to dig into the corners of yourself and you're doing it with your partner and you know we hear from our students that like they're like oh you know like they look at us with like wide eyes and they're like we had no idea like this was going to blow this part open and show us this thing and you know just it 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 opens up so much and we actually spoke with a, a couple recently who were just like i had no idea the the guy said he was like i had no idea it would like make my job better and like make me just happier in all parts of my life and we were like yeah yeah that's what we're talking about you know <laughs> so <laughs> to actually see people coming to those realizations themselves is really um yeah just really wonderful
0: oh that's so good would you you kind of touch based on one partner maybe being more enthusiastic than the other i know this has happened Uh, or that this happens quite a bit. And I felt it myself with me wanting to work on myself and sharing that with my partner and them not really jumping in like I have. And so is there a conversation that you would recommend having to encourage them to kind of step outside of their comfort zone to try something like sex elevated?
1: Oh, yes, definitely. I actually, it's so interesting. I actually created a bonus in School of Whole um, for all of my students who were like, how do I actually talk to my partner about this work? And I was like, okay, let's create a mini course for that so that we actually have a framework because it's true. Like we don't know how to approach, approach things and we often do it in the heat of the moment. And we have really unsuccessful, unproductive conversations that are charged in emotion and we, you know, we perpetuate the habits of our relationship. So we do need to come at things from a different angle. And often it's, You know, often I find the success comes when we're curious, you know, when we're not trying to convince our partner, but instead we're trying to understand them. And so we, you know, we ask for consent. We're like, Hey, I want to have a conversation with you. Is now a good time? And they're like, no I'm busy. And you're like, okay, great. When is a good time? So you actually set the stage for success and you you know, and then you sit down and have a proper conversation. You don't try to just jam it in like between breakfast or, you know, right before bed, you actually set aside time. And then you're like, okay, this is really hard for me to bring up, but I want to talk about, you know, our sex life, or I want to talk about our relationship. And I know that might make you roll your eyes or that might make, make you, you know, want to check out, but hear me out. Like, I want to know, are you totally happy? And then ask them questions you know, be like, you know, what do you see for our future? And what do you think about our sex life? And what would you like to be different? And you really set the stage for the person to dig into themselves. And so instead of, you know, offering them the answers, you let them come to the answers themselves. And I think when that happens, often people are more inclined to then join on if you offer them a solution because they've walked themselves there instead of, you know, feeling like someone's trying to fix them or someone's trying to sell them something. So I think my students, um, and the people that, we've worked with. And, you know, a lot of my audience are women, um, have found that really successful. So that's what I recommend if you're at home and you're like, I have no idea how to have this conversation. First, you have to kind of steel yourself for it because you might not have been used to ever talking about these things before. So you have to pluck up your own courage and then, um, yeah, and just try new things, try new things in your communication.
0: Yeah. I love that. That is some great advice. (laughs) Well, let's wrap up here. I know that you have to go. So can you just let us know where people can find you to support you and sign up for these courses?
1: Yeah, of course. Thank you. So I'm at lacyhaines.com, and my masterclass is lacyhainescom masterclass. And that will also lead you through to School of Whole if you want to read about that. of Whole. And then if you want to check out Sex Elevated with Flynn and I, um, that's now Lacey and Flynn.com, Um, so you can find it there. And then that's the same on Instagram. And I'm very Lacey on Instagram, and that's L-A-C-E-Y. And I would love to see you send me a DM if I'm not in there. My amazing assistant is in there. We have so many wonderful conversations with people, so i love to create that connection. And I would love to hear how you enjoyed this episode and just, yeah, keep the, keep the connection going. That's what it's all about.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Lacey.
1: Thanks, Riley. I really love, um, your energy and I love the conversation you curated here. So thank you for your expertise.